Hello, this is Joe McGee. Welcome to our podcast. Make sure that you subscribe and please share the podcast with your friends. That is the number one way you can help us reach people with God's love and healing. We love you guys. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey, everybody. It's Joe McGee. Welcome to Through the Bible, where we're going from Genesis to Revelation in chronological order. So we're in the book of Joshua today. It's been a great run. Uh, winding up this great, incredible book about the story of Israel and how they got started. So we're starting off in Joshua chapter 16. Now I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It's my favorite translation. I have to say it every time because we travel through so many states. Uh, some think of it as being different. So uh, I still study the King James, but I don't speak King James. So my favorite translation to preach out of is the NLT, the New Living Translation. So I'm reading for that today. So Joshua chapter 16, now we're going to kind of skip around these next three chapters because in the allotment of the land, it gets very detailed. It's all important. I try to teach my kids every chapter, every verse in the Bible is important or God would not have put it there. But uh, for the sake of time today, you're going to get the overall picture. So I'm going to kind of run through three chapters today and kind of hit the high parts of the water. So. Joshua chapter 16, the land given to Ephraim and West Manasseh. Verse 1, the allotment for the descendants of Joseph extended from the Jordan River uh, near Jericho, East Springs uh, of Jericho, through the wilderness to the hill country to Bethel. So God's very detailed. Now, we, we used to, when I did this in a local church 40 years ago, I had a big map of the nation of Israel. And it was so good to be able to say, okay, we're starting here. We're going down to here. Then we're going to move up here. And they're going to take this land down here. And it sort of helped put things in perspective. And I had a good friend of mine that was a brilliant engineer, um, went to University of Oklahoma, and uh, he was just a brilliant man. He was semi-retired, but he loved the Bible too. And so he went through every book of the Bible, and he did maps, massive maps. He had on this big three-ring binder thing he'd flip over in his living room. And he would detail, here's where they were, here's where they went. And it made so much sense when you realize, oh, that's why they did that. That's why they did this. And then that combined with the fact that uh, I would tell people the Bible's not written in chronological order. It's written from the longest book to the shortest book. And it doesn't make much sense. It's like, why is God jumping around? God didn't do that. He put the Bible together did that. So what we're doing today, we're trying to do it in chronological order as it happened which makes a lot more sense. And so it says, uh, this was the homeland allotted to the families of Joseph's sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. And touched with the land given to Ephraim, the following territories given to the clans, the tribe of Ephraim. It lists all of them, Jericho and places you'd be familiar with if you read the Bible and it all. And so, and the tribe of Manasseh, what he got. Starting in chapter 17, the next allotment, Verse 1, the next lot of land given to the full tribe, or the half-tribe of Manasseh, the descendants of Joseph's older son, Micah, the firstborn uh, Manasseh, the father of Gilead, because the descendants were, ex- were experienced soldiers. The regions of Gilead and based on the east side of Jordan had already been given to them. So the allotment on the west side of the Jordan was the remaining for the remaining families, the clans of the tribe of Manasseh. And so we list all of them. Again, you need to get your own Bible, and you need to, uh, the best thing you'll ever do, uh, I have a one-year Bible, uh, New Living Translation, through the Bible, one year, big paperback. I buy one every year. And so 
I don't do it every day. I do pretty much every day, but every now and then I travel all the time. Things come up, so I might skip a day. So I'll get behind a day or two. I might get behind a week, but I don't go back and catch up. I thought, well, if Jesus tears, I'll get it next year. So I've gone through it like 10 times in 10 years, and you sort of get the big picture. And what's good, you don't just read the Bible one time. You've got to read it over and over again. It's not, uh, it's not information. It's revelation. And so it's an incredible thing to do. So here back in chapter 17 of Joshua, the next allotment of land was given to the half-tribe of Manasseh and the descendants of Joseph's older son, uh, the firstborn, uh, given Gilead and Bashan on the east side of the Jordan had already been given to them. So the allotment on the west side of the Jordan uh, given to the remaining families of the clans of the tribe of Manasseh. Uh, however, uh, a descendant of Aper, one of the sons of Gilead, son of Maker, son of Manasseh, had no sons. He had only daughters whose names are Malah, Noah, Hoglah, Milikah, Tizra. These women came to Eleazar the priest, Joshua, the son of Nun, and the Israelite leaders had said, the Lord commanded Moses to give us a grant of land along with the men of the of our tribe. So there were no men, but the women are saying, well, what do we get? We have no men. They've been killed in battle, died also. What do we get? So Joshua gave them a grant of land along with their uncles, uh, as the Lord had commanded. Uh, as a result, Manasseh's uh, total allotment of land came to 10 particles of land in addition to the land of Gilead and Bashan across the Jordan River because the female descendants of Manasseh received a grant of land along with the male descendants. The land of Gilead was given to the rest of the male descendants of the tribes of Manasseh. Now, what you're getting in this thing is God's very fair. God's very detailed. The Bible says the hairs of our head are numbered, the days of our life are numbered. God is so detailed. He never leaves anything out. It's, well, God, God, God left him out. No, God's very just, very fair. He knows what we're going to think before we think it. So he's, he's very just. So uh, picking up chapter 17, verse 12, the descendants of Manasseh were unable to occupy these towns because the Canaanites were determined to stay in the region. Later, however, when the Israelites became strong enough, they forced the Canaanites to work as slaves, but they did not drive them out of the land, which God had told them to do. So you're going to pick up some details here. And uh, uh, so the sons of Joseph came to Joshua and asked, why have you only given us one portion of land as our homeland when the Lord blessed us with so many people? Joshua replied, verse 15, if there are so many of you, and if the hill country of Ephraim is not large enough for you to clear out and cut out for you, land for yourselves and forests for, uh, for you to live, the descendants of Joseph responded, it's true, the hill country is not large enough for us, but all of the Canaanites in the uh, lowlands have... Uh, Iron chariots. <laughs> they have iron chariots. They got tanks. We got nothing. They have iron chariots, uh, both from Bethesham and the surrounding settlements from those in the valley of Jezreel. And they are too strong for us. Joshua, well, you can have this land. Well, these other people are living there. The Canaanites are living there. And they got chariots with iron wheels. They're too strong for us. Then Joshua said to the tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh, the descendants of Joseph, since you are so large and strong, you will be given more than one portion. The forest of the hill country will be yours as well. Clear out as much of the land as you wish. Take possession of its farthest corners, and then you will drive out the Canaanites 
from the valleys too, even though they are strong, have iron chariots. He said, I don't care how strong they are. This is God's, God promised you this land. So uh, again, I'm kind of hitting the high spot, but I'm giving you enough to let you know God's very fair. And so when he said, okay, we're going to divide the set. Yeah, but there, we got more than that other tribe. We've been, you know, multiplying like, like cats and dogs. Okay. Well, if that's the case, then you can have this extra portion here, but you will have to drive out the enemy that lives there. It's our land. God's given it to us, but there's enemies camped out in there. So I'll give you that land, but you got to drive out the enemy. Chapter 18, verse 1. Now that the land was under Israelite control, the entire community of Israel gathered at Shiloh to set up the tabernacle. But those remain, those, there remained seven tribes who had not yet been allotted their grants of land. So the 12 tribes of Israel, five got their stuff, seven have not got their stuff yet. And there's not a talking. You can imagine family reunions and what'd you get? What'd grandpa leave you? What'd you get? And there's, I've been, I came from two big, large families. My dad had 12 brothers and sisters. My father had 12 brothers and sisters. And they'd be fighting and bickering all the time. And you could hear in the kitchen or out under the carport and they'd mean to be talking. And they're always jealous. Somebody somewhere is jealous about something somebody's doing. And so no different. And so uh, verse three of chapter 18, the just asked him, how long are you going to wait for taking possession of the remaining land of the Lord? The God of your ancestors is given to you. Select three men from each tribe. And I will you in to explore the land and map it out. Then uh, return to me with a written report of the proposed divisions of the new homeland. Let them divide the land into seven sections, excluding Joshua's territory and south of Joseph's territory in the north. And then record the divisions of the land and bring them to me. I will cast sacred lots in the presence of the Lord our God to assign the land each tribe. Verse 7, the Levites, however, will not receive allotments of land. Their role as priests of the Lord is their allotment. In other words, Levites didn't get any land. Now, they had places to live, and they provided that, but you don't get an allotment. You're the priests. The tribes of Gad, Reuben, and the half-tribe Manasseh won't receive any more land. They've already received their grant of land, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave them on the east side of the Jordan River. And you got to go back and read what we read there. They they got their land first, but they had to send men to fight when they crossed the river. We've got our land. We're going to stay here. No, you're not. You've got on this side of the river. This is where your land is. But the other tribes, their land's on the other side of the river, and you're going to have to go over and help them get their land. God's very just. As the men started on their way to map out the land, Josh commanded them, go and explore the land and write a description of it. Then return to me, and I will assign the land to the tribes by casting sacred lots in the presence of the Lord at Shiloh. And men did as they were told. They mapped out the entire territory into seven sections, listing the towns in each section. They made a written record, and then returned to Joshua at the camp of Shiloh. There at Shiloh, Joshua cast sacred lots in the presence of the Lord to determine which tribe should receive its section. Verse 11, the first allotment ran with the clans of the tribe of Benjamin. <laughs> it, I wish I had the maps to show this because this got real fascinating. It lay between the territory of assignments between the tribes of Judah and Joseph. The, te- the northern boundary of Benjamin's land began the Jordan River and went north of the slope of Jericho, then west of the hill country and the wilderness of Beth Haven. From there, the boundary went south to Luz, that is Bethel, then proceeded down to Aaron, 
and the hill country that lies south and the lower Beth Horon. Verse 14, the bander then made a turn and swung south, lording the edges of the hill country facing Beth Horon, ending in the village of Kathroth. This is a town belonging to the tribe of Judah, and that's the western boundary. So he's going through uh, pretty much the rest of the chapter. He's detailing the boundaries. He's Nobody's going to get messed up. God casting lots, roll the dice, as we say, probably. And so he's laying it all out. The eastern boundary was the Jordan River. These are the boundaries of the homeland and land of the clans of the tribe of Benjamin. And then the towns given to Benjamin. These are the towns given to the clans, uh, tribe of Benjamin. Jericho is one of them. So I'm going to read all of them. It's very detailed, and you probably won't pronounce half of them right. But he's very detailed. These towns, this county, belong to them. These towns, this county, belong to them. God's very, very detailed. So this was the homeland allotted to the clans of the tribe of Benjamin. So when God sort of laid it all out, he was very serious about what he was doing. Everybody got something uh, they wanted. Nobody was cheated. Everybody got what they were allotted. And so whenever you're thinking that God's not fair, and again, the devil lies to us all the time. Well, they got more than I got. They got a raise. I should have got a raise. They got a promotion. I should have got a promotion. You're in God's hands. God knows how many hairs are in your head. He, he's going to uh, order your steps, direct your path. God's no truth, strength, divine favor. You just got to trust God, not get in the flesh. The minute you get in the flesh, God will stop working. It's kind of like he's. It's like God saying, "Well, you want to take over? Okay, I thought I was God, but if you want to be God, you go ahead and see if you can make it work." Listen, we've all done this. I've done this in my life as a baby Christian, trying to make God work. You don't do that. You just got to rest and relax. Roddy cares over the Lord, for the Lord cares for you, and God will work all things out for your good. I promise. God bless, guys. Thanks for listening today. Tune in next time. Be sure to join us Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to hear more of what God can do in your life got a great future for you and your family and we're here to help you get there please make sure you visit joe mcgee ministries on facebook youtube and instagram there you find all of our friday funny videos and other encouraging resources for you and your family while you're at it be sure to visit joemcgee.com we have all sorts of materials books dvds you name it all there to help you your marriage and your family succeed